Bobby Talk Radio, the official podcast of the Mandalorian Mercs. We're a costume organization dedicated to charity efforts around the globe, attending events in Mandalorian armor we've built by hand. Here on the show, we'll keep you up to date with the latest fan community news. Visit our website at www.mandalorianmercs.com. Hello and welcome to Keldabi Talk Radio. I am your host, Crow, and with me on this episode is Jaren. Hello. Hikari. Evening. Takur. Hello there. And Thaxos. Hi. And so, happy 2021, everybody. This is our first recording in the new year, so hope everybody has a has a lovely year and we can all get past 2020 mm-hmm. for all of the reasons so let's uh let's move forward we'll start with uh we'll do Merck's news um good news the app team and art teams are back uh their holiday break is now over and they're back to work so any of those um art submissions that you need verilors and um all application processes are back open and ready to go. Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> Hooray! Yep. <laughs> Something's back to almost normal. Um, oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no changes to, to any of those processes. They're just back and ready to go like they were before. So, yep. Got any yeah. of those recruits that have made it through your pre-app process, which you should definitely do, um, go ahead and uh, submit to the app team and uh, hopefully welcome aboard. Exactly. As And then uh, I'm sure at least a couple of people are wondering, as far as trooping goes, there's been no changes yet. We're obviously watching and waiting and, yep. you know, maybe maybe next month, maybe a couple months from now, we, we'll, I'm sure there'll be another update. Yeah, but uh, it all depends on how things roll out. So, yeah, and you'll have to watch and wait. And for those who are still wondering, because um, there was a question about this in, in Wampa Clan, um, we the club is basically considering 2020 a wash as far as trooping requirements and such. So don't worry. About oh, yeah. It. Don't yeah, worry good, about it. Good to remind folks of that since we have the uh, the elections no and the no yearly review and stuff coming membership up. for having yeah. no troops for you. Yeah, because yeah. I let's see. I'm trying to remember. I think I think I tripped in January of 2020. I and then everything went crazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to remember if I did any trooping in like February. I don't know if I did. We, I think, I think I, February was when it started to pick up. I think we managed kind of one armor party, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So for <laughs> for. The, all the right reasons. Uh, don't worry about 2020 anymore. It's yep. gone. It's dead. We're not worrying about it. <laughs> but man, we're all hoping that uh, vaccination rollout worldwide is going to go well, and we'll be able to eventually get everybody safe and able to go back to parades and conventions and movie, oh, that's movie screenings and all the all the fun that we all miss. So, yeah. But more to come as that develops. Yeah. Let's talk about the fun thing now. Yeah, let's talk about the fun thing. Yeah, we only... That was it for Merck's news. Congratulations, everybody. Um, So, The Mandalorian. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's it's your ear holes if you haven't seen it yet. Yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, you know, it's, that's okay. It's on Disney Plus. You know, use your free week if you haven't. Um, yep. Sign up if you have. But mm-hmm. uh, the yeah, we're, we're basically going to talk nothing but Mando at this point. So if yeah. uh, if you haven't seen it, pause. Come back later. Yeah, come back. And, uh, join like us. The last fanboying. Yeah, come back in like the last minute of the episode. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we spoke on the last episode about um, episodes one and two, if I so, remember correctly. Chapters nine and 12, The Marsh and, and the Passenger. And, uh, yeah. Yes, yes. So um, next will be the Heiress. Yes, which yep. is where things really started to pick up for the season. Um, oh, yes, they did. The f- I mean, the first episode, like we talked about, was great like beginning to end was excellent oh, yeah. um, my only question is why was why didn't they just try and have it eat the explosives laden bantha first yeah. <laughs> but, you know because that would have made nope. such a short episode it would have yeah <laughs> <laughs> like why why that wasn't plan a i don't know but other than that fantastic episode uh see episode two chapter 10 was um frog lady frog lady which i think almost felt a little bit fillery in in the scope of the rest of the season but like yeah. wasn't bad still wasn't it, bad still yeah, was a good, it was a good ride it, it didn't have the sort of the canon impetus that it, the rest of the season did mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i i actually like the, the first half felt a little fetch questy but the second half with those creatures mm. yeah then it was a then it was a survival was really horror cool. episode yep little little homage to aliens there a little bit well aliens yep. and um rebels yep yep bringing the spiders in from from the rebels series yep mccory's yeah. dagobah spiders are back yeah apparently was- apparently they live everywhere yep <laughs> <laughs> i i i figure it's um there's got to be at least some of those creatures that just uh since they're so small at the start and with the eggs they've got to be kind of like um what are those aquatic creatures that latch onto the hull of ships barnacles mm-hmm. yeah yeah and the, uh, the zebra mussels are the ones that ah. i'm thinking of yeah that, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they latch on and then they just hitch a ride across the ocean and suddenly they're everywhere yep there's got to be at least a few star wars equivalents of that where it's, it's just like it's either in a ship or on a sh- on the outside of a ship manages to survive and suddenly it's it's all over the place oh yeah 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 yeah, no, that's it. Doesn't surprise me in that regard. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, and I was so happy to see him. Like I did forget that they were they were properly introduced in Rebels. Yeah. Um, at the time when I first saw the episode, but yeah, when those when he <laughs> after Baby Yoda eats one and he starts, and they start doing oh, the thing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'm just like, wait, wait, was that one of those spiders? And then we see one of the bigger ones crawl out, and I'm like, yes, it is one of those. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not uh, not taking any recipes from that one for the next episode of Battle Cry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not sure, uh, I'm not sure a baked spider would work too well. Yeah, <laughs> some might consider it a delicacy. Some, yeah, yeah some. In, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yep. Um, but so since we've already talked about that episode, we can start talking about episode three, which yeah, was a big canon Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Bo-Katan back. Yup. And we got not only that, but like they did us a very huge solid and brought in Katie Sackhoff, suited her up 
Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I could have yeah, done it. That was fantastic to see. Yeah. No, it's yeah. just so good. There's a brilliant behind the scenes image of her standing with uh, John side by side with their characters animated next to each other from Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, in yeah. the gallery. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I still need to watch the uh, the season two gallery. Is it out yeah, yet? It's, yeah, it's only it's one episode. Oh, yeah. No, I, I need to catch up on that then. Yeah. But yeah, no, that was just super amazing. Um, for me, it was also kind of funny because the uh, the the dude Mando Axe Woves is his name. Yes, something like that. He had a um, funky name. Yeah, yeah. It's not the best Star Wars name, I'll admit. But um, <laughs> I was I happened to be rewatching uh, Agents of Shield on Netflix. Um, oh yeah. And the gentleman who plays Axe is also one of the like secondary bad guys on a couple seasons of Shield. Oh, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> so it's like, Mister Bakshi, you've moved up in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's pretty cool because yeah, you've also got uh, Ming Na Wen from oh, yeah. Agents of Shield as well. So there's a couple. Oh, there's yeah. a few oh, yeah. Over and over. oh yeah, no, that was. Yeah. Um, we'll talk more about Ming Na Wen in probably just a minute. Oh yeah, but. Uh, but yeah, like that, the, what I really loved about the Eris episode, aside from getting Bo-Katan and seeing that there are other Mandos who are amazing and badass, um, we got another heist, like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a really cool one. It felt very, uh, Star Wars RPG, like D&D yes. session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, I, I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah you and your Jaren three have to steal a ship. Yeah, Jaren had run us uh, an Edge of the Empire session that was almost that entire episode. It was, in fact, about, <laughs> about two, three months before. <laughs> yeah. Well, well even space anybody, to be fair. Well, that's that was one of my favorite parts. So that part was just executed so well. Like the we they the shut them off in the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like somebody rolled the spare. <laughs> <laughs> officer in that episode was fantastic. He he played an imperial character absolutely perfect. Oh. A real a real oh, joy. Um, Titus Welliver, wasn't it? Yes. He, he's uh, yes, done yes. so much stuff in the past. Oh yeah. He he does excellent characters. Yeah. He does. He's yeah. also on Agents of Shield for for a yep. little bit as well, and yeah. Sons, and he was a, a bad guy on Sons of Anarchy. That's that's what I remember him from. Uh, okay, playing, playing no, a, uh, Bosch was the series I remember. Yeah, Bosch was a really good series. Yeah, uh, yeah I never saw that. Yeah. So, from a, from an interesting canon perspective, we've also had the revelation that the well, as they're being called, the Children of the Watch are, are now yep. a separate entity, um, and yep. we have a bit more background on the the covert itself and almost a separate creed or religion that they're following uh, so that's kind of really opened things up yeah and it it does later in the season and i i like i that episode answered so many questions like because yeah one of the first things we see is bo with her helmet off which yep, was yep. a that amazing reveal that we all wanted yep. and it answered that question of no no he's he's from a he's from some people with some views yeah <laughs> and some ideals that are not shared by everybody to me it wasn't super surprising just because we'd already kind of seen this trope with the mandos of like hey here are the mandos these are the only mandos definitely (laughs) yep Mm -hmm. we're the only mandos (laughs) our way is the only way yep Yep. Mm -hmm. and then oh look there's like four different types yeah and and 
knowing that they came from the death watch yeah knowing that 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 the covert were originally essentially from the death watch anyway yep there's going to be some extreme views coming there anyway yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) and because the helmet thing i know we talked about this a lot um like on and on Facebook and on the forums and everywhere uh, within the club, what sort of ramifications this meant if Mandalorians weren't allowed to take off their helmets. Like Dave Filoni worked on Rebels, where yep. Mandalorians don't wear helmets most of the time. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, same with the Clone Wars. Like he gave us this the the runaround that uh, that Baxos just mentioned before mm. like so this is this is how dave who in dave we trust this is how he works yeah <laughs> i mean it's a, it's a common aspect you know you have a it's the same thing with the planets too it's like hey here's hoth it's all ice and snow oh here's kashik it's all trees and then later as things expand further it's like oh you know kashik's actually got a swamp area you know this place is more than just one biome you know, this group has more than just one facet to it. But whenever you're trying to describe like a large universe, you know, you kind of have to pick like iconic portions to it. Speaking and of, and then it, later we find out more uh, to see a water world, uh, which is something we haven't really seen too much of. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. See, that was nice yeah. to see that come back. And oh, Mon- Mon- I gotta Carl say, JC Penny jumpers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I loved the outfits of the fishermen. Oh yeah, like the, for the Aqualish. Network is now canon. Yeah, yep. yep. Mon- Network is canon. Yeah. Get your get yourself some waiters. That's uh, yeah. The yeah. dock workers were just great. <laughs> yeah, that's just yeah. I've I. I've been I've lived in fishing towns before, um, so yeah. I'm looking at this and I'm just seeing just a dock full of lobstermen, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It checks out. <laughs> 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 and like the uh, a lot of the stuff that was on the trawlers and things is actual, just you know, mm-hmm. modern um, trawling equipment and like the the orange barrels that they have. We actually use those in Maine to fish for lamprey and eels. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm like and like yeah, that's 100% what they're using that for, guarantee it. Well, I guess you get some uh, some easy props then. <laughs> oh yeah, super easy. Now whenever we get yeah. to have a uh, convention display again, like I know what we can use. <laughs> can we talk about uh, real quick the ingenuity of that Mon Calamari for repairing the Razor Crest? <laughs> we, we can call it ingenuity. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> it's like what we're get, just literally. Just... <laughs> That's what he did to the Razor Crest. But then when you look at the Mon Cal Cruisers, it's just like. Yeah. It's yeah, two, two worlds apart. <laughs> yeah. You can have it good or you can have it cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. He went with cheap. Yeah. <laughs> would, would you like duct tape or? <laughs> yeah, I did really like the uh, the crane ve- uh, vehicle that scooped the Razor Quest out of, out yes. of the out of the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that was great. Yeah, and that like, that part at Walker part mobile crane. That and was that cool. sequence was just amazing. Like he almost makes it. Yep. And then that just slides off into the water. Firefly <laughs> <laughs> landing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh. That that was uh, like as much as it was kind of like a an in between episode. It was just super fun to enjoy and watch. Mm. You know, like it doesn't stand out to me as the uh, one of the best episodes in the uh, you know in this chat in the season, mm-hmm. and yet 
I'd go back and watch it a, a couple more times. It, it was really good. It was mm-hmm. really well put together. The set, the characters, all of it. The the chowder dispensers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a. I'm trying to find a, a close up image and I can't seem to find it. But I could have sworn that one of the Aqualish had like a hat too. <laughs> Didn't he? Wasn't there one rocking a hat? I would. Uh, I, I would wear a hat. And watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, just the, the 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 dress, the garb, that the you know all the clothing that they had, the different characters wearing, it was yeah, it was really cool. It was well themed. Uh, it was all oh, yeah, exactly put together. But it, even down to the, the short, brief moment of the, the passenger actually meeting her husband was just a nice little wrap up to that storyline. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, and then like he, yeah, a few minutes after after he meets Bo-Katan, he gets to bring <laughs> bring our boy Grogu to the. Yeah. To them and just be like, "Hey, you mind babysitting for a minute? Yeah, <laughs> don't eat yeah. any more eggs. They're both gonna notice." <laughs> I, got, I got a little worried for Grogu when uh, when his food jumped on his face, though. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's an aliens moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's see. And what was the? I know we're just going to keep bouncing back and forth so we can just go on to the next episode. Yeah. What was the episode after that? Was that the, the, siege? the siege? The siege, like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. As it yep. were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, back to um, Navarro. Oh, yep. wait, wait. Sorry, we did miss the massive reveal from the end of episode three, um, which was obviously, oh, look, here's Ahsoka Tano. Uh, yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. Right. Yep. yep. Yep, yeah, make her hundred percent. <laughs> yeah, I was I was a little curious whether or not they'd just immediately go see Ahsoka Tano if it would take a little bit of time, right? Because like yeah. Bokatan goes, hey, you know, like go find Ahsoka, and it's like, well, are we going to see her next season? Are we going to see her next episode? Like, when are they going to? I think next episode reveal her fully, a bit right? Too quick, so I think they, yeah, they, they all the timing did. was nice. Yeah, yeah. timing yeah. timing worked well, but he did need to get the Razor Crest sorted. So the only place he could yeah. go was Navarro. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> So I it's, uh, it to come later in the season than she did. Mm. I, I I did think they were going to draw that arc out. Yeah, so it's quite nice in a way to see the twist they did with bringing her mid-season, so they could redirect yeah. the the direction of the show for the remaining episodes. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think there was such a big reveal coming after that though that they couldn't. Well, they needed some breathing. They need, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yep. Oh, fit a lot in. One thing that I learnt that I learnt too late is always skip the recaps. Oh, yeah. Oh. Mm. Um, Give the episode away a little bit. Yeah, sometimes. When, yeah. when they're going back five, ten episodes to go, oh, that thing that happened at this obscure point in time that you haven't seen this character for 17 episodes now yeah. is, the oh, were they? is the indicator. You're going to see that a character again. Yes. Were yeah, they telegraphing that, a little too much? Yeah, yes. the recaps do a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I always skipped them, so. No, uh, normally, normally I like them just to give me that. Oh, yeah, that thing did happen. Mm-hmm. But when it's. Here's a segment. Here's a montage of five different characters that you've not seen for at least three episodes. Mm, it's right. like, right, okay, we can guess the pacing of about seven minutes a character. Mm-hmm. And there it is. And there it is. And I've sort of ruined one, at least one of the. Big yeah. episodes for myself just from that recap. Yeah. Well, the internet was pretty bad about ruining stuff from what I saw. 
Like with with my sleep being what it is, I would watch the release of the episode at two in the morning when it first comes out. Thursday oh, going yeah. into Friday. Oh yeah, no, it was and terrible. three yeah. hours later, I'd be seeing stuff pop up on like Google News Feed and, and stuff, and it would just be like spoilers ahead. But the image that they had visu- visually showing well, was a spoiler. What gets me <laughs> was uh, Twitter. Like it just has, if you're looking at it on desktop, it just has the trending topics. And on the episode, the last episode of the season, Mm -hmm. just during that day, one of the big trending topics was just the word Jedi. And it's just like, well, all right. (laughs) Because it it obviously opened at 2 a.m. for you guys. That was 8 a.m. for us. Yeah. Being being a Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Friday work. Yeah. yeah, I don't. Oh yeah, I no. Like nine. I had, I had to work. Yeah, get up, have breakfast, watch the episode whilst having breakfast, then go to work. The yeah, while we're on the subject, I did find it kind of peculiar that the release date was, or the release time was Thursday becoming Friday, mm. and not you know like Friday evening. But I guess I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out who was like core or central to when it first kicks off. Yeah, so, I don't know. Because I, I would have thought that they cater to a U.S. market of like, hey. 4 p.m. or uh, like 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern would be like 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. So like 10 p.m. Continental US would get 11. starting release, and then the UK would get screwed over. But isn't it, as it isn't normally time doesn't get a, a you know midnight Pacific? Yeah, uh, I think it was. I think it, yeah, it was midnight be... Pacific because it was 2 a.m. Central. Yeah. Mm. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Three a.m. Eastern. So yeah. So for me, yeah. it was it was three a.m. So with the other streaming when, services, when they do a release of it's on this date, is mm-hmm. it from zero 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 one? Yeah. You know what? I'm not too sure. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm yeah, interested yeah, for, in the U.S. getting stuff like on the and so as a result being just north of the U.S. I'm so used to like these time zones getting it first and then the U.K. kind of being stuck with like midnight releases which sucks for you guys. Yeah, so we and even worse for people further off in in Europe, you know, more to the east. Yeah, yeah for for me it doesn't make any sense because yeah, it gets released 3 a.m. my time. Yeah. I'm not going to cuz I I I get to just wake up, go to work. I'm not going to watch it until 6 in the evening. Yeah. Realistically. So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a, I had a, spammed it. Yeah, yeah. One of my friends would watch it before, like with breakfast every morning, because they knew that by the time they were done their work day, if they interacted with anything online, they'd be seeing spoilers galore. That's what I decided in the end. That's yeah. what I decided in the end. The the heiress I didn't get to see until the the, the day after release, because yeah. of travel for work. So after that, I just decided, nope. You know what? It's released at eight AM UK. I'm watching it eight AM UK. Yeah, Mm-mm. yeah. It's not a terrible decision. <laughs> no, but like, but like, why? Aside That's... from aside from giving it to the UK in time for breakfast, why? Yeah, there's no, there's no like, yeah, there, yeah, there's no like core audience of viewers that would like benefit from that time frame. It's not really weird to me. Like I think I think it times out perfectly for an audience that doesn't have Disney Plus yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I could I could really think of is that just you know they had to pick a time, so why not pick a time that doesn't favor any market? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But I think as we've complained here now, <laughs> it doesn't favor any market, so no one's happy. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm 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 ecstatic. Eight a.m. breakfast watching is fine for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. We got one person likes it. <laughs> one, one country likes it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For all, for all the all the time we're spending talking about it, you know, like at the end of the day, it is what it is. We're getting the Mando TV show, which yes. is the important part. Yeah, absolutely. Is. And it's quality. It is. So the so episode four, the siege. The siege. They go back to Navarro. Um, Carl Weathers has a uh, has a heist that he wants. Yeah, Not another heist. heist. Well, I guess not a heist, but you know, you can consider it a heist as far as the yeah. a raid. Yeah. Like they like they didn't actually want anything. So mm-hmm. that episode was while it was really fun, because it was just action all the way through. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um I think that one was probably one of the weaker episodes of the season. Uh but we got Gene's guy. Jeans <laughs> uh, yeah. guy, now deleted. Yeah. Jeans. Oh, do you not know? Like what? I I've seen the episode a couple times now, but what are you talking about? You went oh, to- so I, it depends on when you watched it. Yeah, it, it's already been retconned. But uh, when when the when the crew rounds one of the corners, uh-huh. there's a guy. I think it's a green t-shirt and blue jeans. That's just like. Mostly out of frame on those uh, funky shaped doors. You see about a third of his body, don't you? You see his legs. <laughs> yeah. um, where they go so into his chest in the lab. Yeah. 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 It's like right when they're heading into the lab, they're around a corner. You see them framed real nicely on the on the doorway. And there's just like a pale arm, a green shirt, and a blue <laughs> and blue jeans for like three frames. Oh, see, I did watch it. Release, <laughs> I did watch it release day, and I must have just not noticed. It's and a split you, second, and you said, and they've already like edited. They that. already scrubbed it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the beauty of streaming. Yep. <laughs> it's um, it, it it took on a bit of a following, kind of like uh, Pink Short Shorts guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they had the one. Of the, oh, they had one of the crew do that in tribute on this series. One of the one of the crew actually. Oh, nice! Yeah, the pink shorts. That's amazing. Yep. He did. Oh, yep, yeah. I just saw a screen cap of it. Yeah, he's just, it. Yeah. he's just standing there. But it was totally blinking. You miss it. Yeah, because yep. it's it, yeah. yeah, it's not a long shot. Like they're even they're in mid draw. All three of them pulling a oh, gun yeah. up. But uh, I didn't. See, I didn't see it the first time. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't catch it either. But <laughs> I was just. So what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is, is that the episode is now even worse now because they edited it out. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here we we go. Yeah, it was it was definitely it was kind of a filler. I mean, the action was definitely cool. Um, I think it furthered the narrative at least. But yeah, kind of the towards the end, what it hinted hinted at and kind of set up things for that was really cool to see. Yeah, I think that was probably what it was doing. It was it was setting up Kara's character for couple of episodes down the line yeah. with, with this new martial position mm-hmm. yes. yeah well and then the it revealed a little bit about the uh the experiments too yes yeah, it was a, little, a little more hinting at that the word uh, yeah this is where yeah yeah it, i as soon as that episode sort of finished first thing i was doing was message to well when we agreed we'd all watched it and were able to discuss it <laughs> was a message over saying is that really the dark trooper <laughs> right because that's and, back to what was it early 90s when dark forces was released and yeah, i'm like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes <laughs> and i am so uh we can talk about that now we might as well i am mm-hmm. so happy 
that they brought those back and that oh, they yeah. and that they gave them a solid thing because much like boba fett dark troopers have gone through so many versions mm-hmm. in the old canon like they were from dark forces they had the three kinds where there was the normal skeleton yep. droid the actual battle droid that looked like a big buff stormtrooper and then like a suit of power armor yeah like sort of situation and then they were in a bunch of video games like with like battlefront and such where you could play a dark trooper but then you were just a stormtrooper in a funky suit maybe with mechanical legs no one's really sure (laughs) yeah that was that was really cool to see them and their design was was pretty cool i saw some behind the scenes photos too that it's nice to see that they had practical suits for the dark troopers yeah they were one it wasn't just pure cgi i mean most of them probably were but they had at least a few physical actors uh, yeah moving around yeah which again kind of harkens back to if you haven't seen it yet watch the gallery go see how they made this this show it's it's incredible with those digital screens so they're not all just on green screens the whole time i wonder if they use the same guys that they use to do the death troopers just for the sheer size could be probably not sure Although although the death troopers were um pretty varied in height I think they, mm-hmm. they probably had three or four guys similar, or three or four people the same sort of size, and and pulled them in because it was definitely there was definitely two that were practical costumes. It yeah. may have been more than that, and then just uh, followed down from there. Mm. But yeah, the, the gallery absolutely watched that and just to yep. see how they put the trooper together was was uh, was interesting. Yeah, and then right at the end of the episode, we get that little extra hint of a, ooh, what's going to go with that? Uh, mm. When we find out that the Imperial spy put a tracker on the Razor Crest. Mm. Yeah, that's classic Star Wars. Classic oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. But it, it, it's, it just, it's right at the back of your brain as you watch the other episodes of, when's this going to happen? When's this going to, when's mm-hmm. this going to you know, pick up and, and get used? But it's not so, the very next episode. <laughs> no, because that no. is, that episode, I I forget the title. I can't remember. The Jedi. The Jedi. That's right. It is just the Jedi. That's why yeah. I can't remember because I'm just like, no, it's not just called the Jedi. No way. Yeah. Plain and that is. Um, and that, that episode was just fantastic because it gave mm. us so much plot, so much explanation about Grogu. Friggin' finally, like, All hey, right. we got a name. Yeah. <laughs> we got a name. We got a history. Yeah, it's, I, don't, yeah. I don't like the name. It's, no, I don't, don't like I the don't, name Grogu. I don't like the name either, but we have it. <laughs> Listen, hold, hold on, hold on. I don't either. Grogu, th- what do you what do you dislike more, Grogu or Sheev? Oh, like Sheev. Sheev. <laughs> <laughs> like Sheev is the worst name in Star Wars history. But Grogu's uh, not far off it. <laughs> I mean, I, I personally don't mind it. I'm just glad that it's, it's not another Y name. Like, yeah. you had Yoda and then Yaddle. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, but Yaddle ranks lower than Grogu in my mind. <laughs> if I have to watch with my kids, it's always going to be Baby Yoda or the child. Both of them just like, right. Grogu? What? <laughs> and they, they, probably, <laughs> they will not be Fair. Even. Fair. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yaddle to me was like the, the worst of the, the Yoda species named characters. Well, like, Name-wise, name just because it's so similar. They've shown that Yaddle was just a mistake. Like yeah. they're like, oh yeah, we'll we'll put in another another one of Yoda's species, so he's not the only one. And then they don't have her do anything. They don't even talk to her mm-hmm. in in the 
the movie, the one movie she shows up in, and then she just disappears entirely. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> having having brought up Yaddle, I'm now realizing that at some point we may see Grogu rocking long, luxurious hair. I am excited, you know, in a hundred like, years to see teenage Yoda, you know, right? like, with like Ben, ben Solo style hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not the apps as well. My, my, <laughs> in the high pants. <laughs> maybe that's what, uh, maybe that's what, <laughs> sorry. Now baby Yoda, high pants, Ben Solo. Oh no! <laughs> it's just in my head now. It's just, I'm never getting that ben image Solo. out of my head. Ben Solo, but green and twenty years. Listeners, we are sorry, but you are stuck with that too. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, back to. The <laughs> Rosaria <laughs> uh, Dawson was uh, a good choice. Very good choice. She was. She did a good yeah. job. She did a very good job. And I do like that they did have her because, like, traditionally we see Jedi mm-hmm. not fight the way she did. And granted, she's not a Jedi anymore. Like, she is Ahsoka at this point in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's just doing her own thing. Um, so like, but yeah, just seeing her just ninja her way through the mist. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. <laughs> it's just amazing. It it reminded me a little bit about uh, of the uh, episode one scene where they're in the the chamber with doing the negotiations that didn't that were at least short. Yeah, <laughs> and then and you just have the the fog effect, and then just yeah, lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, it's such a it's such a cool visual scene there. It is. Yeah. Like, and then kind of like uh, Vader in the hallway. It's interesting because in the gallery, they talk about the lightsabers and the lighting effects mm-hmm. and, and how having the white sabers and actually through the forest scene. And and it's deliberately done. It's deliberately yeah. evocative f- yeah. from mm-hmm. that pure lighting effect. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I trained doing um, industrial lighting years and years back. But um, doing some of this stuff in amateur theatre, it's it's amazing mm-hmm. how you can just play with certain effects. Mm-hmm. But having the lightsaber as a portable light source in, involved in the filming of this was was part of the plan. How we got such a misty effect, how we got the misty mm-hmm. is yeah, it, it visually stunning. Yeah, exactly. And just that. They they and they handled the exposition very well. Mm. Like overall, like Baby Yoda doesn't he still doesn't talk. He just makes his little cooing baby yep. sounds like he does. Oh yeah, I'm so glad he didn't just start talking and go, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm hoping that like yeah, whenever he does speak, it is just like a deep smooth <laughs> tone, you know, like <laughs> I don't I don't want him to speak like Yoda. Like even if he speaks yeah. with the weird subject object verb layout in his sentences like I <laughs> give him give him a nice thick Karelian accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, they they did the exposition really well. Um and Ahsoka doesn't hide anything. Mm-hmm. Like it's still Ahsoka. Yep. Yeah. All the way all the yeah. way down. 
which isn't a surprise because the only other material she's been in was also Dave Filoni material. Yep. So it's all coming directly from the source. And she's just like, no, I can't teach him. You don't want me to teach him. But I know how you can get to the person who should teach him. And granted, I don't know if she knows it's Luke or not. We'll I mean, just she, jump she right to the end of it. Name, but she wouldn't necessarily know who was alive or not at the time. Yeah. yeah. Like she doesn't, she knew that someone would take it up mm-hmm. and be able to train him, but I don't know if she knew who. Yeah. I think they left it vague just to also kind of keep things open as far as like which other Jedi may have survived. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the further along we get past episode three, the more they're like, oh, well, this Jedi survived and that one survived and here's someone you've never heard of. And it's when you sit down, like Fallen Order. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's you know, right. It's, well, and I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Still on the yeah. fence about buying it. It's on sale. Like, now's the time. It. It's fun. Ah, do it. Do it. It's really fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and then the name drop. Name drop. <laughs> and t- towards, the, towards the end, though, when we get to the twinned fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh, which yeah. One of, which one of them isn't really a fight scene, like the Mando and the, the number two guy just kind of standing there in the oh, street. Oh, Michael Bain. Yep. It, it, it was a great sort of standoff, yeah. Standoff was cool. Yeah, yeah. Very right. Western. Yeah. Um, they're just kind of doing that. Yeah, that's that 100-yard stare at each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, yeah. there's like lightsaber and Beskar spear. <laughs> like. Mm. <laughs> stuff they, going on behind the wall. Yeah. They picked now, the right actress for that, though. The, the, they did. The, yeah. the the lady who played played the mayor is um, Bruce Lee's goddaughter. Oh, yeah, awesome. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. That was. I mean, that was that was a fantastic fight. I'm, I'm drawing yeah. a blank on when during that confrontation did the name drop actually happen, though. You got to be more specific with the name. They drop a lot of names this season. <laughs> are, we, are we talking? I was say red eyes, blue skin. Yeah. Yep. Wrong. Uh, the the big really, name drop. Really near to the end. Oh yeah. It was okay. I couldn't remember whether it was at the start of the fight or if it was at the end of the fight. No, no, it was at the end of the fight. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's towards the end. But nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. That was that was pretty wild. I'm I'm hoping that we don't see Thrawn until the Ahsoka show. Not to tangent onto the fact that we'll talk about all those new shows that got announced <laughs> next episode on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think pulling pulling Thrawn into the Mando would be too much. We've, it, we've, yeah. we've, we've already got a senior Imperial with Moff Gideon. Yeah. Pulling, pulling yeah. anyone else in, I think, would, would, would muddy the waters where we already are. Yeah, and we'll talk. We'll talk about the other show spinoff and how a, a prominent character uh, gets tangented away off of the Mandalorian. At the, so when that, we talk about the rest was, of the yeah, we'll we we'll get there. We'll get there. Yep. <laughs> that, was, that, that was the spinoff that they didn't announce with the others. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, I, yeah, that was that's that was that has been kind of the only concern I'd really had going watching through all the episodes was the fact that they, it's cool to see them bring all these different faces in and kind of tie in where people mm-hmm. are in the universe. But I was, you know, at a certain point, I think it was right around where they name dropped Thrawn, where I started to go, okay, how many people are we bringing back? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it wasn't long after that the fourth episode that they dropped 
the nine new series they're talking about, was it? No, not at all. Mm, it was. Uh, I thought it was a little later. Yeah, yeah. The 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 big spinoff that they announced with the end of this season was, I think, the first announcement. Technically, and okay. then uh, and then the other. No, 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 no. They announced. They announced the other shows, and then we found out about this because yeah, it was early. It was early, early to mid December was their their Disney group corporate yeah. talk where everything got revealed. Yep, yeah. It was the and they didn't day. reveal the. Sorry, I remember it was the same day as the video game awards. Let's see, because that was just a friggin' weird. Oh. Because <laughs> like I'm, I was waiting to see if Hades was going to win Game of the Year. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, sad. Like, I, I thought they announced uh, the, oh, okay. the new show. It, like, it, was, it was on the 10th, so it was eight days before. Uh, okay, so it was, oh, okay. it was after the next episode, so it was gotcha. after, yeah. Yeah. after chapter yep. 14. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, was always, it was a day before chapter 15 then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right, but, so we got uh, the Jedi. The Jedi did yeah. the thing. We meet yep. Ahsoka. So far, we've only got Ahsoka for one episode, mm-hmm. not knowing yep. at that point that Ahsoka was, was getting spun off. Yep. Hence the name <laughs> drop Thrawn, which um, without and, knowing of enough that uh, back to the end of Rebels, that was a fairly easy mm-hmm. guess to make because obviously she was meant to be then following up with Sabine. Oh yeah, where yep. yeah Ezra ended yeah. up. Uh, you see, yeah, uh, there's there's more 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 Mando to come in other series potentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so one of the things that I did find really neat was when Ahsoka says, "Okay, go to." Planet X, like she name drops Tython. Tython yep. quite yep. a big name to drop. That is quite a cool name. It and it's interesting because, yeah, it was primarily from the Old Republic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is not canon anymore. No, I mean, to be honest, it I, again, though. I, 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 I would just Tython start that. Easy to find. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just starting the Jedi Consular storyline on mm-hmm. the Old Republic. I'm At still that going. time. <laughs> and I was starting it. It's like, hang on, Tython, <laughs> right? Oh, I'm on that planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to look it up because, like, unfortunately, with between Star Wars and the Warhammer 40k universe, uh-huh. um, there are a lot of wor- there are a lot of worlds like Tython, Typhon, Typhus. Like, there's a lot of Typh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Entity fighter, like yeah. So I'm like, I had to look it up and get the spelling right, and it's like, okay, yes, no, it is. They are, they are calling back to, um, to the MMO. My goodness, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was really cool. I didn't think they they didn't go over the top with it. They just kept it nice and clean and simple. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, like my biggest worry was like, man, I hope they don't try and make a bunch of the other stuff from the MMO canon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm glad it was just like one one, one area thing. with not much, just a, a simple stone yep. dais thingamajig. Yeah. Well, that'd be about right for the um, 300 odd years that have passed or, or longer. It, it really yeah. did need more. Yeah. All right. And so with that, I think we can move to chapter 14, The Tragedy. Which was directed by, of all friggin' people, Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. I can't tell watching it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I like watching it. You can kind of like, yeah, like this is, this is, he did an excellent job, A. 
yes. not a huge no. surprise, but he did. Um, <laughs> considering, I mean, he's a guy who goes from directing children's movies to From Dust Till Dawn. Like, yeah. it shouldn't really be a huge surprise that he's got this range. <laughs> um, but yeah, and that is where we get Boba back for mm-hmm. real. Yeah, yes. it was that, that and, one. It's the nice slow start. He, he's, he's put the child down, and then that one shot of Slave One flying in. It was the noise. Yeah, you hear yeah. <laughs> you hear those yeah. engines. See that? Yeah, exactly. Oh, see, when you say the noise, I'm thinking about it a little later on. No, oh, no, no, no. The yeah. noise. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it's it's the engine noise that literally yeah. is. I mean, it, it is. You turn iconic. away from the screen just just for something, and then you just hear the noise, and it, mm. it's, like, it's just yeah. And one of my personal favorite things, we also get Fennec Shand back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Which which I was hoping for ever since she got shot. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, that was too easy an episode for her to die in it. That she it was. Too. And to she one did. of the worst characters in the show. Oh yeah. Agreed. Like, <laughs> yep. just like, I, I, I have a hard time picking, you know, among what episodes would be worse. Cause even the worst episode of this show is better than, some of the star wars movies you know, like but yeah the the new whatever the episode is the new kid <laughs> um uh, is, four, wasn't it i think so it's pretty early um is just the worst episode just all because of that one noob bounty hunter yeah. character he's just the worst chapter five chapter the five yeah five the gunslinger gunslinger that's it calican right yeah calican yeah Whatever yep. his name is, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he 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 has to be one of the the, the weakest characters I think I've seen so far. Yeah, I that. feel bad for the actor though. Yeah. I do. Like he he yeah. played the part it's very well. His fault. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he played the part very well. He did a really solid job. Like his performance was up there with the rest of the performances in the show, but yeah. his character was designed to be awful. Yeah, I hate the character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no, I hate the character. Yeah, um, but the uh, <laughs> but yeah, seeing Shand come back, and sh- not only that, but Shand coming back as like Boba Fett's number two was just mm. awesome. Yeah. Because like we mentioned earlier, like the Agents of Shield connection, I love mm-hmm. Ming Na Wen. Like she's an excellent actress, and oh, I've loved every character that she's ever played, and so I was like really, really really hoping they were going to bring her back in a major way and they did yeah oh absolutely yeah yeah i was disappointed with how her character finished in season one it was it's yeah. nice to see that redemption mm. yep oh yeah and like and just see her come back and just be awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> be the character we were promised exactly yep yeah, yeah. and i did love the because, yeah, the first part we get is we get Slave 1, and then we get Shand and a helmetless, armorless Boba come out of the ship and say, all right, I need that armor back. <laughs> You'd have to probably. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. love, I do love that they finally also answered 
in between this episode and the last episode, the rescue, they fully like seal up whether or not Boba and Django were Mandalorians. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Finally. Yeah, that chain code. <laughs> chain code in the gauntlet. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. That was yeah. super cool. Mm. Yeah. It's just like, no, we're not. But no, f- Django was but, a foundling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Django was a foundling. Um yeah. and Django, like Boba, technically not, sort of depending on the rules you're going with. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, he also says, I never said it was Mandalorian. Well, and, so, and here's the other thing we've already been shown with the whole helmet, wear it, don't, you know, always wear it, don't always wear it thing that there's different interpretations of being a Mando. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so like technically, you know. no, but like, is he still Boba Fett? Oh yes. Oh, very. I, w- I would say, he, I would say he still counts as being Mandalorian. He was raised by, yeah, Someone yeah. that was brought into being Mandalorian. Yeah. Does Boba uphold all the ideals of Mandalorian? No. Almost, almost none. Almost certainly not. <laughs> but I, I'd say he still definitely counts. Now, if Boba had a kid and that kid was just like rocking the armor but didn't have any of the background at all, I'd say that's when it starts to get a little gray. Mm. But I think Boba counts. Boba, yeah. But like, to, but to me at least. <laughs> but they did finally straighten out his backstory. Like yes, the one yeah. character who has had more backstory changes than any other character, canon, non-canon, oh, yeah. all of it. They finally straightened out that bag of snakes. Yep, that was really good. <laughs> oh, here's a question for y'all: mm. um, When it comes to the title, the tragedy, does do we think it refers to Grogu? No, it's the or, Razor Crest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, that's that box of Lego that Nick has got in his loft. <laughs> yeah. This year from my in-laws was the Razor Crest, and I can now say, built it. Yep. yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just lay it out on the floor. Yeah, the tragedy was the loss of the Razor Quest. Mm-hmm. Especially because... after it literally just got fixed. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, better than you. <laughs> it it uh, since we were talking about Star Wars RPG like D and D games before, that Razor Crest is like a, a direct shoe in for the, the, the ship we had in our campaign, the Rusted Hawk, and it was just <laughs> it got beat up and smashed up and and everything and and uh, yeah, eventually it bit the dust. All of a sudden, it was just boom gone. And it was like no, <laughs> the tragedy. Uh, we never had to ship <laughs> We kept swapping them out. You kept ah, okay. <laughs> See it, need it, steal it. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's let's talk about the, the fight sequences. I mean, Boba. I think there's a quote from oh, Matt yeah. Morrison saying that he he wanted to come across as an absolute barbarian, and I think between him and uh, Robert Rodriguez, they absolutely nailed that. They, that oh, yeah. stick. That Gaffy Yeah, I saw something about. Yeah. It was yes, yeah. He would like he, you know, knows a bit about Maori net, uh, martial arts. Um, the gaffy mm-hmm. stick certainly fits a lot of the techniques that they used. So, not a surprise to see him just go all out with it. Yeah, and there's yeah. uh there's footage online of him doing a haka in his Boba Fett armor. Oh, absolutely. From, when he was on filming. Yeah, nice. and and with a Stetson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just and yeah, like you see, you never really see the gaffy stick like put into action until really now. until so now. They- like you, you see people like extras waving it around and you see a couple like the the first 
the first, first time, time we see get to see out aloft. Yeah, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, Luke just gets a little like pop, and that's it. Yeah. We don't really yeah. see its true potential. No. Yeah. But no, yeah, seeing it being swung around by, he let's be honest, an enormous man. Yeah. <laughs> like absolutely massacred those troopers. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And it's and at the end of the day, it's a it's a club. It's yep. just a it's it's a spiked club, and he's just destroying. Yeah, it was one of those points where I debate whether or not I let the kids watch that scene, but it, it was well managed <laughs> and it was still brutal. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, very very nicely done. Yep, and again we get that splintering of the stormtrooper armor again, mm. which was pretty cool. Yeah, oh yeah. Like I'm waiting for it, them to decide whether or not it's actually useful armor or if it's just a uniform. <laughs> so I was I was gonna say I think it's I think it's a mix. Uh, I think it's definitely a very imposing uniform, right? Mm-hmm. It's very very bright, very contrasting to most other things. It's very visible, and so when you've got a lot of troopers, it's very much like a visual deterrent. Um, mm-hmm. I'm guessing they just crank that stuff out like it's nobody's business, and it's just like basic low quality energy weapons from like farmers and other like you know that's all that's all they need is so- mm-hmm. something to stop like you know well, grandma's it's, it's grandma's old blaster <laughs> that's on a half charge it's essentially plastic <laughs> isn't it it's plastoid yeah 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 it's just it's just meant to give i think it's it's predominantly a uniform and then it gives them a little bit of protection from like basic stuff because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. really if you're going to get a whole squad of stormtroopers showing up they don't really care about whether or not the armor's all that good because they've got how many blasters pointed at your little village as many have a bad need. day None of yeah. Them yeah. Hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the empire i think definitely focuses more on just like overwhelming numbers and and firepower over the uh the armor. i have to say that if we're talking stormtroopers the mortar trooper yeah, bringing yeah. in bringing that in the more cool. trooper. That was that that was a nice twist. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. usually the specialist troopers we see, it's like flame troopers or mm-hmm. something that's like really cool, but like really, it's like, is this really useful? But now you see the right. thermal detonator along the back. Oh, that was so cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, it's really really versatile. That thermal detonator. That was really awesome to see. And towards the end of that big epic fight scene, we see Boba just kind of take off for a minute and then come yep. back. Mm-hmm. And he's and it's it's great because I saw that part and I'm like, we have all put on our armor over just clothes before. <laughs> mm-hmm. We've all we've all done it for one reason or another, just test fitting or you know what have you. Yep. And that was exactly what we saw. Yep. <laughs> Like, yeah, there were some armor. people that complained about the uh, that one plate popping off in the fight. Of course, it did. And it's <laughs> like, well, yeah, he just <laughs> on. he suited up real fast. I was going to say that's yeah. what happens when you sit down for lunch, isn't it? When you're trooping, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I think most and, of them like and it, it can have a similar situation the first time we pick up. Well, and consider how long it's been since he's last worn it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and that was real. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't consider that to be a, a, a filming error at all. Not at all. They wouldn't have left nope. it if it was. Yeah. They would have sorted that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there is a going talking about him with the, um, 
with the armor there was there was a quote from him in an interview was it it felt good it felt right and it felt like yes i should be (laughs) and it gave me that sense of "Mm, i'm back (laughs) yeah 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 and we see a little more of that "Mm, i'm back i think uh, a little further on which is great every member of the mmcc is going to feel exactly the same way in 2021 when they get back oh yeah oh yeah yeah even if you're getting dressed in a parking lot like and then most of us will probably also have most of us will probably also have the oops that plate's popping off yeah i put a little bit of weight over the last year it's not quite sitting right (laughs) yeah 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 i know that feel yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) like uh and then and yeah we get to see i think one of the the things that is more most interesting is because this is a side of Boba that we've never had a chance to see. Mm-hmm. So it took me a minute to get used to Boba actually doing one liners. Yeah. And mm-hmm. like actually and talking like he's still quiet. He's still mm-hmm. a, a pretty quiet guy. And it's honestly a very quiet bunch <laughs> that we end up with. But he's definitely more vocal than we've seen in a long time. Yeah. He's definitely more like Django in that he had, regard. He had more lines in one TV episode than he did in two films. Yeah, exactly. He's in more screen time. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, it carries like, of course he talks more. He's yep. there. <laughs> like, so it took me a second to like, get through that. Cause I'm still used to the, you know, the, the comic book Boba or the, the video game Boba, where he's basically a silent death machine the whole time. Mm-hmm. So now he's just a death machine who does talk every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the ship blew up. And then the ship blew up. Um, yeah. I was, I was, uh, I did not see that coming. No, no. But that, that was, was that was a really. But that was yeah. the tracker exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, like the tracker of, of Gideon's ship showing up and then deploying the dark troopers was like, "Yep, there's the tracker." But I didn't expect them to just orbital cannon the <laughs> the ship. No, but that's that's one of the things oh, that I like. I it. really like. Yeah, that's one of the things I really like about Moff Gideon. He is an imperial, and this is the sort of empire that we were that you get told about, exactly. but you don't see on the screen a lot. Yeah, like this is the empire that wins. Yeah, that's, that's the empire that puts an entire planet into fear because it, they have a star destroyer. Mm. Yeah, that's why you know it's like in the in the original trilogy and in, in all the stuff. Obviously, we need to see the rebels win and whatnot. So you can only make the bad guys seem so powerful because otherwise, it seems unbelievable that you know a ragtag bunch could could win. But you know mm-hmm. that's why the empire ruled through fear. Pop a star, you know, have a star destroyer show up at your at your planet, and all of a sudden it's like yeah, they could just boop gone. So, anything they want they could just vaporize a town blow up a whole bunch of ships you know whatever they want to do you don't you mm-hmm. don't fight back there's no winning so that was yeah. super cool yeah. to see translated on a screen yeah because that was one of my favorite parts of the <laughs> the often contentious new jedi order series the the vong series yeah there's i forget what book what how far into it is but uh coruscant coruscant has fallen um, yep. And the New Republic is just running away, and they they land on I think it's Borlaeus, I forget the name of the planet. And Wedge is in charge, and you're just collecting whoever escapes 
the the carnage and somehow they end up with a super star destroyer of all things Mm -hmm. and at one point all the vong have landed on the planet and they're just kind of closing in on the one rebel base and wedge has a moment he's like wait a minute we've got a super star destroyer they're good at glassing the surface of a planet just like Mm -hmm. the empire used to do all the time the vong haven't fought the empire yet <laughs> is his words. Um, and then uh, Tycho, his number two, who we haven't really seen on screen, um, is like, oh, yeah, they're going to hate the Empire. They're, they're just going to hate that. And then the next chapter is them turning the guns of the Star Destroyer on the surface of the planet. Yep. Glassing it for about six miles on any side of the uh, <laughs> yeah. of the rebel base. A little bombardment. Yeah, and that's what we got out of Gideon. Like, granted, it's not a super star destroyer; it's just like a light cruiser, so he can't. You know, but, you, you but work we with saw what you some got. of that. We saw some of that in Rebels towards yeah. the end of the last series with Thrawn again attacking. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because these but are the guys who to want to win. Point accuracy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's also the the important thing to notice. That's just a light cruiser. Yeah, and it can just boop gunship right. Yeah, now I think having a star destroyer show up in your system. Mm. Yeah, the empire's here. Time to yeah. cower and uh, obey. That they was, ruled they, with that iron fist. They really did. That was one of my only problems with rebels. Was the uh, the ghost escapes from that sort of light cruiser like every other episode in mm-hmm. the first couple seasons? They just by yeah. just gently flying by it. <laughs> I think I think you can kind of work that out though is is um you know a, a ship that's mobile has shields is actively flying is completely different as a target compared to a ship that's parked. No, I know uh, it's true. But yeah, I mean yeah. like but like it's one of those things where the hero the the plot armor is real oh, real, no, of course. real good, yeah. real solid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz now that we've all flown against those in squadrons, it's hard oh, to just fly you. by without yeah. getting shot. Uh, yeah. oh, just, <laughs> just a bit. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but then again, you have situations where they've got like tracking devices and stuff, so they maybe want to let you go. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. No, there's there's a million reasons and in the end the tragedy is the Razor Crest. Yep. Absolutely. RIP, good friend. Because, <laughs> like, the counter to the tragedy is that beautiful sound effect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That one that we've been so all the way through since Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which, like, we get to see again. They use yes. it a couple times, and yep. I'm not mm-hmm. mad anytime it happens. Yeah, well, it's in it's in, um, in the space battles in in EA's Star Wars Battlefront too. You can fly Slave One, and oh, yeah. you do get that weapon. Oh yeah, and I spend all my time just getting people to fly behind me and using it. <laughs> well, even in um, the- I don't shoot my guns. I just deploy that over and over as much as I can to hear that sound. <laughs> well, even in the next episode, the Believer, um, there is yeah. a part where. Boba's flying around. He's got a couple of ties behind him, and he's honestly yep. just kind of flying around, buying oh, time. On the you know? scene at that point, because you could kind of guess it was coming, but you were kind of like, "Is it?" Yeah, mm-hmm. and he does. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he yeah. just rips two ships apart. Yeah, with as, one soon, bomb. as soon as that hatch opens and you see the glowing, yeah. it's, it's like here it comes, here it comes, <laughs> it's working. 
<laughs> and I like that, yeah, um, Dune and Shand are both on the surface looking up, mm-hmm. watching this happen. And after yep. it after it happens, they're both just like, huh. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but that I mean, the Believer episode most of the best good. bits come towards the end but it's a fantastic yeah. episode i guess yeah we kind of skipped ahead a little bit with that yeah but we had to we had to but, but like so that's the real finale of the episode <laughs> but again <laughs> yeah, the, the, the opening of it though takes you back into almost fallen order territory yep yeah mm-hmm. where pleasant planet, planet marry uh, or marries up against the scrappers planet doesn't mm-hmm. it so mm-hmm. Bill Burr was absolutely outstanding. I, I was really hoping oh, yeah. to see those characters in, in this series. Yeah, I was really happy to see him come I'm glad out. we only I'm glad we only got him rather than the whole crew. Yeah. 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 Yeah, agreed. Like they were a they were a bit much together, and that was the point. But yeah, absolutely. Like, that was right for yeah. that episode, for this episode. Actually having him and he's had What a character arc. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Just phenomenally done. Mm. And I like that, yeah, he is just like this guy who is just like, yeah, I was Imperial. Now I'm not. Like, I realized Mm. it was crap. Yeah. (laughs) From from a story perspective, I'm almost tempted to say that this is my favorite episode. It's very good. It's up there. And it has has no Mando in armor. (laughs) It has no Grogu. Yep, it's true. This is so far the first episode of of The Mandalorian that does not feature Baby Yoda. It's such a a step outside of like the rest, and yet just the storytelling in that one Mm. and the pacing and every—it's just phenomenal. Well, the the sheer level of it was really, really well done um, for both. uh, Obviously, Din Jaren has a a few big steps there, but just the character development for Bill Burr in in forty five minutes was was just Mm. mind blowing. Exactly. Yeah. Mm Yeah, hats off to the director on that one. Oh yeah, yeah, that was Rick, uh, uh, that was Rick. Emma, yeah, 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 yep, yep. So he was the same guy who did the uh, the prison break episode from that's right the previous yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's so right, yeah, yeah, like the Bill Burr episodes are his. Mm-hmm. And oh, wow, does he do a good job? <laughs> yeah, such a good job. He also sure um, he also had a hand in writing most of that episode with um, with John Favreau as well, apparently. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was the primary writer, mm. from what I understand. Yeah. So it's That's... been interesting how they've been able to pull that side in as well. Yeah. But mm-hmm. um, actually, that... I think other than Chapter Thirteen, the Jedi, where Ahsoka returns, mm-hmm. every other episode has been written by John Favreau, except the Jedi and the Believer. Yeah, because yeah, so... the Jedi was written by Filoni because yep. Ahsoka. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Uh, Femi. So that, did. that really shows, yeah, just what a wonderful job he did. Oh yeah, yeah. And I do like, yeah, they they brought in even more, um, more stuff tied in the universe. Like they mentioned Operation Cinder, which is most of yep. Battlefront Two. Yes, so that's Battlefront Two, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. Um, which you know is canon, fully canon. There is also a few. Um, some of the books go into it a little bit. Um, yeah. It gives us a much clearer picture of of Miggs Mayfield's uh, history too. Yeah, yeah, and and his and his mindset with it. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah, my, yeah, and my, we my, get wife, to... my wife pointed out to me that um, 
the officer. I can't remember his name now. But oh, um, the guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Shoot. guy who gets that shot. Guy. Yeah, the guy who gets shot. Yeah, the, um, <laughs> he was the Night King in um, Game of Thrones. Oh, he was. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah the actor was the Night King in Game of Thrones. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, what was his name? What was his name? Oh, I know I'm blanking um, and it's bothering me. I can't rem- like they say it and I mean and I'm from the same region of the country that Bill Burr is from, Valen- so his Valen- his accent Hess. doesn't doesn't bother me. Valen Hess. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. That was it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't mind the the accent at all. No, see see for me I I love it because yeah. I love that the Boston accent is canon again in friggin' Star Wars. Like that is <laughs> <laughs> that that's me, that's my family. Like that's like oh yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> like go hey. go go and you All know right. shoot the blaster and go see some hockey, you know, go down to the garden, you know, have so you know, <laughs> like I'm so happy that that's and I mean granted I don't I think part of it is that I don't believe that Bill Burr can do any other accent. Which is not necessarily <laughs> a minus, but I'm just like, pleased. yeah, I'm just pleased to see that it's not an English accent that's throughout yep. the empire. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that's that was one of the things that um, there was a great story around when Rogue One came out, and um, oh, uh, the guy who plays Cassian, I'm blanking on his Diego, name right now. Diego Luna. Diego Luna. Yeah, Diego Luna. Yes. Um, there's like there were people. Um, who, you know, Diego Luna, Mexican gentleman. Um, There were so many people who were happy to see a proper Mexican accent in Star Wars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, just so happy to see, you know, not just a generic European accent or a British Mm -hmm. accent or... Yeah, it's really nice to see... American accent. It's great. The universe get flat. It's it's not just the universe getting fleshed out, but the the actors and the the different backgrounds that are getting pulled in as well. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and it's, I don't know, there's just something about the Mandalorian. It shows us all these different planets, all these different characters, and it really makes the universe, the Star Wars universe, feel a lot more diverse and not so one-sided. Yeah. Um, Like we were saying before with the whole, like, well, here's the Mandos. They only do one thing. They never take off their helmets. Well, no, actually, there's a few different groups. Oh, here's this planet. It's only one biome. Well, actually, it's a little more varied than that. Yeah. It has to. The The more we get, yeah. <laughs> I thought the set for the for the uh, kind of end scene as well was very well set up. Um, but they picked a right yeah. location for it, um, and it was just again the the whole drive through the jungle. Um, mm-hmm. But again, with the the background of we're, we're just we are actually just driving through somebody's village. Other people live here. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a group. The look that boy gives to Mayfield. Yeah, uh, it's Tomando, isn't it? Or to the Mando, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah, but yeah, Mayfield sees it and he's just like, "Yep, this is why I quit." Yep, mm. this is why I quit. <laughs> yeah, they don't care who's here. New Republic, Empire, mm. uh, it's all the same. We're all invaders. Someone's big. Yeah. yeah, very, very realistic that uh, to like the real world with wars and and that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So that scene definitely uh, resonates. And I did love the fight scene on the back of the yeah the truck, for lack of a better term. I know it's a juggernaut, but it's basically uh, a truck. Transport, yeah, yeah, the transport um, thing. Yeah, 
and like because the Mando, you see at least a couple times when he's getting into into hand to hand with the uh, the people jumping off the skimmers to blow up the shipment. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few times where he goes to block a hit or something that he would have no problem with, where he's yep. wearing his actual armor. Yeah, but his bicep and shoulder is just macerated, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's definitely at least one hit where he takes it on the plastic bracer, mm-hmm. and the yeah. bracer shatters, yep. <laughs> and you see him just kind of like crumple inward. Like, oh, that was a huge mistake. What am I doing? <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's that's excellent because especially earlier on, um, oh, who was the that that I think it was with like one of the first episodes. Where was it? Where he was fighting that? Um, he wanted that town. Uh, and there was a guy with a fight ring. Why am I blanking on when that happens? Oh, you're talking oh. about um, episode. Yeah, yeah, six, yeah, yeah. Where he goes back. Oh, to, that was just um, the yeah. That was first episode. He goes back. Oh, you talk about first episode with the Gamorians in the ring. Yeah, were you going yeah. back to? Um, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. of the of this season, the very yeah, yeah, yeah. the very beginning. Yeah. It just like we, I completely kind of almost forget that they even took place there because so much took place for writing like Cobb Vanth mm. of the Crate Dragon. But yeah, the very, very beginning part um, in that fight when he's fighting one of the, the I don't know, gladiators, we'll call them. Mm-hmm. Um, he leans into the hit. Yes. Yeah. Which is great choreography to show. It's like, yeah, when you're wearing that kind of armor, you don't have to block everything. Mm-hmm. You can just yeah. be like, yeah, OK, hit me. Yeah, I don't care. It's, I'm, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll hit you while you're hitting me because this part's not going to matter to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to break your um, and then not mine. Yeah, and then we see the the juxtaposition with this fight here, where he doesn't have that armor, and he's it's just like you pointed out, blocking with things he shouldn't be blocking with. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's it, it's that last bit of the fight where you see the last three or four speeders come through the dust of yeah. of, of the one he's just blown up, and yep. he, and you see him just resign to the fact that. Oh crap! Here I go again. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then the ties come in and wipe them out. But yeah, yep. yeah, and that's that's the first time you're happy to see ties show up. Oh, it's oh, it's absolutely. it's such a it's such a twist. Yeah, yeah. But it's his face when he sees the four. He's like, oh, do I have oh, to do no. this again uh. <laughs> in this armor? Yeah, yeah and that's like that's that. where if you're if you're playing the Star Wars RPG game, you're looking at your character sheet going. I only have three strain. This is not going to go well. Uh, the, one, the one thing I the one thing I liked about that though was that his blaster ran out of power. Yeah, yeah. how that often actually happens? Exactly. <laughs> Finally, finally they show that. Yeah. But you talk like, about his armor and it being used in an offensive way. Mm-hmm. It made me think in that last episode when he's fighting the dark trooper. My brain did take a second to register whether his helmet was actually deforming or not, or whether it was the wall behind him. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jumping a couple of episodes up, but absolutely. Oh yeah, like that's. Yeah. <laughs> oh, next episode. Uh, yeah, that's the very next episode. We're pretty much we're pretty much there. Yeah. We can actually. And just I think go ahead and just talk about it. Yeah. yeah, I think that really helps. Uh, that really helps sell just how incredible the Beskar is mm-hmm. to go from like having it all season long to not having it really getting his his butt handed to him yep. in mm-hmm. that fight and being like on his last on his last leg there and then back to yep got my armor back we're good <laughs> yep oh, I did, like, even if it doesn't yeah. necessarily go that great for him but you know being protected by it was it shows how much it is an extension of himself yes oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, much like a knight, a knight's armor would be. It's it's properly fitted. It fits them, you know, correctly. Mm-hmm. Moves with the wearer, covers and protects what it needs to. Yep. And 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 they and the person wearing it knows it, so they mm-hmm. can fully utilize so it. So they can use it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the episode oh, did like how it. Sorry, it did start very well. Um, again, building up for the team up. Uh, mm-hmm. with uh, the, the little cantina scene, which I thought was a nice brawl between uh, Boba and, is it Koshka? Yeah, yeah. Koshka, yes. yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Nice little pace setting, uh, again, for the, for the different casts of Mandos. Uh, mm-hmm. That gave Mercedes, sorry, Sasha, her um, her screen time, didn't it? Using her yep. actual ring. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. That a ring really persona. Because cool. obviously Gina doing the MMA was able to use that throughout some of her fights. And now Sasha Banks done the same. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it's good use of the actors and, and their abilities. Yeah. I do want to know where, uh, what was his name again? Axe something. Oh yeah. Axe. Yeah. I yeah. want to know where yeah. he is. Yeah. Where he's at. Yeah. I mean, he's probably just taking care of other Mando business or, or, you know, he's yeah. taken the Gazanti cruiser back off to the other base, isn't he? Yeah. yeah it's gotta be something like that. Yeah, Handling yeah. other, other business that's going to set something up for, for probably. next season. But it, it was a little bit of a, a, a weird situation of like, where'd the other guy go? <laughs> yeah, a bit. But after after you go, where'd that other guy go? You then proceed to go, eh, oh, well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, got plenty of cool characters on screen. We're good. Yeah, yeah don't need him. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, I mean, from a writing standpoint, that's probably exactly what it was. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we already got like five people in helmets on this episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we don't mm-hmm. need a sixth. <laughs> Yeah, your uh, your D and D party can only be so large before it gets cumbersome. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah, no, you try you run a one shot with like more than six players, and it's cumbersome. So, so basically, what, we, what we're establishing is that they're just playing a game of D and D, and they're filming it. <laughs> yeah, but another the dice rolls now. Show ever. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, too many matches. <laughs> That's the best. The like, how many things have happened at your table that mm-hmm. were like good enough to happen in a movie that you yep. wish? Yeah. But then, like, but then if you're John Favreau around his D and D table, you'd be like, you know what? I have a budget for this. Mm. Yeah. Some piloting roles. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, there's too many natural twenties in the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> we spoke earlier about Boba with his chain code and his his Mandalorian is he isn't he? Yeah. And, and which parts of it he chose to uphold. And I mm. found the language he used with Bo, like constantly calling her princess, quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's almost that subtle disrespect of He knows who she is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. He knows who and she is. In... He knows what his name is. Yeah. He's still choosing to, to go princess yeah yep yep oh yeah no i love love that detail but but that's then her needling him about not being true mandalorian he's a clone Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. right and and hearing that voice oh so often yeah which is is also really neat because yeah like Bo was never like we watch the clone wars and we see that you know we we -hmm. get the idea that the clones are heroes you know and for most of the clone wars they are um, but then, like, Bo was never on the right side of a clone. Mm-hmm. Not until the Pretty last much. series. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
for an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then well, yeah, yeah. Mandalore is kind of isolated from the Clone Wars to an extent. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And and then inevitably the clones turned into the Empire and turned into stormtroopers. Yep. And we are given the very distinct impression that that did not go well. No. no, no. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, and I love, and at the same time, I do love that that was where we got, like, Bo-Katan says, like, you're a clone, you're not a Mandalorian, and we get yeah. Boba's reply of, never said it was. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I yeah, it, it's still like where Bobo's kind of straddles the line of being a Mando or not is I think perfect for his character. Mm-hmm. Like, there's enough of it that it's like, yeah, he's he is to an extent, but he's not actively pursuing like the you know actively promoting it and following it to the yeah. same extent as the other as the other groups are. I mean, yeah. he 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 was obviously being brought up by mm-hmm. Django, mm-hmm. a Mandalorian who we now know was a founding Mandalorian, but mm-hmm. obviously losing Django at such an early age, he's grown up with that DNA, the skill set. Yeah. But nobody to actually push him down. This is the Mandalorian way. This is you are. And um, he's obviously grown, grown apart from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did we think of the repaint? While we're talking about Boba. I don't mind it because it's the same sort of thing that I would do, and it does not surprise me that Boba just has a can of green spray paint <laughs> in the cargo hold. Um, it's, not, it's, yeah. the, it's the classic color of Slave 1, isn't it? So he's going to have yep. one paint. Yeah. yeah. Like, it, it doesn't surprise me that he did it, but it is a very stark... like Because we've never seen that armor clean. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like the fact that it was done that way. You know, it's, I, I it's, like him, it. it's him reclaiming his armor. Um, and I also love the fact, it, it, I know it's going to bug some people, but I love the fact that there's orange peel happening on his paint job. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Because in-universe, he's got what, like the four-hour hyperspace jump to paint that thing up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Out of universe, I'm sure production, they were just busy and they were trying to get everything done in time. But it, like, it actually fits real nice. So I don't. I have no idea whether or not it was intentional, but I think it's a great little extra touch. And then you see just a bit of weathering already showing up. Yeah, the nice little touches around the edges of the top of the plates and the collar. Um, it's simple, mm. but well, well worth it. Yeah, mm. yeah. And you kind of you you look at it and you think, oh, they missed a spot, or why would they start weathering it already? And I'm looking at it going, well, it's simple. Like Boba's yeah. he bent over yeah. at some point. Exactly. It, your armor rubs and it scuffs, yeah. and it's gonna it's gonna wear. And Boba's yep. probably not one to go, oh, I better be careful. My paint job's all fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do think it's that, like, that. I think that was very, very well designed, even down to the, the rotating cockpit section. Uh, yeah. Mm. That yeah, that was cool to see more of. And that was yeah. practical. Apart from yes. the background side of it, the mm-hmm. majority of that was actually practical set, which was amazing. Yeah, that just goes back to, back to doing, the going gallery. back to proper theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Get back to the gallery, but it's just showing the the proper theatrical and the proper use of sets mm-hmm. rather than yeah. relying on the digital all the time. I think the new technology that they've got now to to 
to not to to be able to have the functional functionality of green screen, mm. but have the practicality of of the actress being able to see what's going on around, yeah, and blend practical with CG and whatnot is just it's going to make things so much better. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that moves forward with it with other with other series. I know oh, I, I think it'll become the norm. That they're using it for. It'll uh, definitely be the norm for all Kenobi. Disney productions. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You, say, you say that. I know it's a discussion we're going to have another time, but with um, with Andor, listening yeah. to some of the stuff with Diego Luna already, they're using more traditional film set. Yep. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're definitely not like it, it's the way they have it now. Is it's a nice kind of middle ground, mm. right? Everything green screen obviously makes it very hard for the actors. It's disconnected. It's it's too much CG. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Everything practical is with these days very expensive. Mm-hmm. And then when you've got that mix in between, it, it's it's. Uh, mm. I think it, I think it's the best of both worlds. And uh, it's it's going to be really cool to see it get done. the The fact that they can just like edit the background, you know, yeah. and they can see what they're filming almost on uh, the fly. Yeah, and that's. No, completely on the fly. You've got someone standing at the control panel and they can mm. go, uh, I don't like that boulder in the background. Move it. And then they move it. And you just film it again. It's incredible. Mm. And then for, for the CG, for the for the for all the all the hardworking folks that do all the digital effects, mm. they get proper lighting references. There's so much. It's so much better yeah. than, uh, than trying to do like green screen and, and like glassware. Like, hey, I'm holding a glass and it's, Got yeah. green all the way through it. How I mean, do you do that? It's it's back to the um, dark troopers again. The dark yeah. troopers being predominantly a humanoid in armor, mm-hmm. with just the CG going back and adding up, the, taking out the human neck and legs and the waist to yep. add in the mechanical section of it. Yeah. I don't think we've gushed enough about the dark troopers. What a cool design! <laughs> it it is, yeah, and it's. It it's almost the original dark trooper design um pretty close not the phase three tweaks yeah Yeah, not the phase three pretty close to phase two yeah yep but it's just so good they they look they look so cool Mm. yes they 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 were utilized well i Mm. think the um the fight scene to the end which has nope. so many other different bits that you can pull in on. Um, but I just wish my lightsaber did the same thing when I was playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> I do like, I remember I was watching the last, watching the appearance yes. of the Jedi in, as we were sitting and watching. And my wife was like, okay, yeah, it's a Jedi. And I'm sitting here going like, those are Luke's boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just Luke's boots. When you see the X-wing coming in and you see the patterning yep. on the wings, yeah, you, you can tell it's Red Five. Yeah, yep. just like that's, and then it's like, nah, and that's the cloak he wore. Mm. That's like that's his outfit from Return yep. of the Jedi. Like, yeah. and then you, you see his, him start. Yeah, yep. yeah, the glove especially that was a big, a big yep. one. The green of the blade. Yep, and, but it's yep. also the comparisons. It's Luke. You know, it's Luke, or in your heart, you know, it's Luke. Mm-hmm. Yep. But then you compare that scene to Vader's scene in Rogue One oh, going through yeah. the Temple of Four. Oh, it's, it's side by such side. a great yeah. comparison. So it's so good. Like chills. I'm still 
I will say, and what is everybody's feel? What's everybody's opinion on Luke himself for that final scene? Like, the Luke we deserved. I think it fits. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just glad it was Luke rather than Mace Window or someone else. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I was kind of excited to see who other than Luke they might have used, though. Mm. Mm. Yeah. But I think as much as I would like to see Mace come back, I don't think it fits with the no. show. No, this is it. Mace's it, character just does not the, would not be well suited to like rescuing and taking care of groups. No, this, the series he, seems to me to be, be tying. He would be an old man at this at this point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And but, he's got a few injuries on him if he's around. <laughs> yeah, he would, certainly wouldn't have had those hands. <laughs> but, but, but for me, the series is tying the only had one series thing. and the sequel series as well. So you've got you've got those yeah. ties, so it does fit. Yeah. Um, you know, I was I was very surprised by this episode. My thought was, we're gonna get. The rescue mission, they're going to go in, they're going to do their stealth thing, it'll go kind of sideways, they'll end up at, at the cell where Grogu is, and mm-hmm. they'll get reunited with Grogu, and then that'll be it. We'll wait till season three. Yeah. So I'm yeah, very that's, glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And so this, this, the way they did it, like, as much as it, as much as they fit in, into the time frame it was, it didn't feel ho- overly rushed. It, it didn't. Got no. a lot done, and it was just visually fantastic um i will say i was very concerned with the dark troopers i was i was thinking that they were going to be made out of beskar because we keep seeing the empire hoard beskar yeah oh yeah and that is when, that is how they were fighting them yeah they were originally made out of a lightsaber proof material they were yeah, called that they had material. they had it a beskar at the time, time. Wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, there was a, it was yeah cortosis and Frick. Yeah, P H R I K. Yeah, what a silly name. Yeah, um, back in the Vigi games. Yeah, because that takes it. But that's the other link, isn't it? It's not just the Dark Troopers. If you go to was it Jedi Academy or was it um, Jedi Knight Two? Oh, yes. Khan yes, faces right. off against. Yeah. So yeah. that that was a Cortosis trooper then. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. But, that, but that was a Force imbibed. Cortosis trooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. when Cortosis would just have your lightsaber fizzle, it wasn't like super powered, you know, protect you from everything either. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, because I'm actually making some Cortosis swords for my next um, Mando. Ooh, so nice. for, I'm not sure whether I'm going light or heavy melee yet, but I've got some <laughs> Cortosis swords that are in play. <laughs> awesome. So I think um, Moff Gideon again was a, a standout in this. And he he was dominating presence mm-hmm. in the first kind of negotiation. Then following mm-hmm. an excellent fight scene, and then he, he until he saw the X wing coming in and realised who it was, he absolutely owned that room. Mm-hmm. He, he, once he realised what was happening, he he was just laughing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and it, it's very very much. I think there's a strong connection between him and Thrawn based on how uh, oh, tactical. They, yeah, they it operate on a very hard. similar wavelength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything down to the dark saber. Every, every single step, he's like, I know what's happening, I know what's coming, I've planned it all out, we're good. But it's but the opening... hadn't counted on Luke. But, but <laughs> yeah. the opening scene, even though, you see his... It's 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 his words thrown back at him through Mando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can see... Oh, yeah, that was a wonderful punch. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a great, great counterpunch on it, wasn't it? But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, 
I would say that actually Moff Gideon, Giancarlo, is one of the better characters to come out of the entire series. One of oh, absolutely. the characters to come out of the entire series. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to what they do with him mm. next season. Yeah, I mean, he's let slip. There's sort of season three, season four down the pipeline. So, yep. um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see um, where he goes because obviously they've captured him now. See what yeah. happens. I, I hope they keep him around for a good long time. His character is very, oh, very good, very intriguing, very captivating. Mm. If anyone's very well done, backup plan or an escape plan, it, it will be him. Oh yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And it's how he'll twist mm-hmm. uh, Bo-Katan and Din around, oh, around that yeah. dark saber and the ways we could speculate. Just to show we're going to have to but, wait for it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that opens up more questions, though, because at the end of Rebels, when she accepts the Darksaber from Sabine, Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. saying, no, she can't take it. We've got to wonder if somebody did turn around and say, no, hold up, you you can't be our leader because you you were just given it. Mm. Um, Could be that. That's the foreshadowing of Princess. Yeah, yeah, maybe. yeah. Like it could it could be that because like at yeah, at the same time like at the end of the day Din doesn't want it, mm-hmm. and it I could also and be I doubt that... that they're going to make him some kind of figurehead situation either. But the concept art that some people have started drawing for fun, it's been pretty cool. Where it's his <laughs> uh, silver armor with some gold accent parts it looks really cool. So uh, I do I do want to talk a little bit while we're sort of edging into the seasons and the spinoffs the actual last scene of the last episode mm-hmm. the last last scene the last you mean, last scene. you mean the credit scene yes yep oh mid credits not mid credits mid credit scene yeah yep. with uh, with matthew wood so the voice of um general grievous back yeah. but in a yeah back as bib fortuna and bib fortuna <laughs> yeah good old bib good old bib the years haven't played well on him, have they? <laughs> oh, I, well, I mean, they have and they haven't. He's been sitting pretty, and uh, yeah. well, not yeah, from a certain point of view. Like, <laughs> not like, he, yeah, like how how he got off that sail barge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it does not surprise me that yeah he you know he made it out and then wormed mm. his way back up to the top. Not a surprise, mm. you know, whatever was left. What, what was great to see there was, um, again, young kids, uh, they both sat and watched that scene. And as soon as Boba and Fennec walked onto that grating, both of my kids were oh, It's like, no, no, you can't stand on that. You can't stand on that. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, unless he's found another rancor, it's all right, because Luke sorted that one. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to say there is one thing that looking up photos has kind of gotten me there is that last i know we're not going to complain too much about armor positioning on boba but when he does yeah when he does sit in the chair his knees which are bright yellow against a black flight suit are down around it like sitting on top of his boots (laughs) he he put them on lower anywhere didn't he but a few of the shots have demonstrated that on din i think it was one of the early shots when he was sitting on a speeder bike and again it had slipped down his knee and it was closer to yes. the chin but whether that's accidental or more from ability on the show is hard to tell yeah yeah it's, it's hard gonna happen. it's hard to tell we all know what happens yeah. <laughs> i do find it interesting the throne has the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
The throne has the rancor's head on on uh, on the arm rests per se. Oh yeah, it's the decoration. Oh, yeah, the decorated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm curious what the creatures are with the rings in their mouth. They look kind of like Gamorians, but they've got a singular eye. Uh, oh no, that, that does ring a bell for some reason, but I can't place it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those familiar scenes from one of the cantina scenes, I think. Could be, yeah. All the detail that they put in this is just oh, it's so amazing, yeah. so cool, yeah. Though, and I do they want re- to recreated that almost from the original blueprints. Oh yeah, so that that throne room. Again, harking back to galleries, that throne room, Dave Filoni wanted so much of it to be as correct as possible. Yeah. That they literally went and dug out the old blueprints for how it was built for the stage. Mm. So, yeah. It's, um, yeah. It's it's, it's so good. Like, and they have, now this is what I was wondering in the immediate days after watching the the episode i was wondering if this was going to be mandalorian season three because now that baby yoda's gone no one's going to care or if this was going to be indeed the book of boba its own show and we we know now but uh absolutely (laughs) but like that that speculation was like well shit i mean because i know edit (laughs) i know i'm like well i know for a fact that there are a lot of my friends who got hooked onto the show because of Baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. And yeah. everything else Star Wars it's, is secondary. It's a big change. So, yeah. so I do wonder, yeah, if there's in season three, if there's going to be any Baby Yoda whatsoever. And if, like, if the audience is going to drop off. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised if we didn't see any Grogu at all. Yeah, but I, I'm curious how they would weave that in because at this point, right, like Luke's trying to set up a temple. You got this whole, like, it's a complete other storyline. Mm. Yeah, yeah, we know how that ends, but we don't know how it starts. So there's a lot there, but I can't see them wanting to do CGI Luke all the way through. Yeah, for a season. As, as, as well as they've done CGI Luke. Yeah, I think that would be He'll get one. a bad report card and be told he has to come collect it from school. <laughs> <laughs> It could be, yeah. It's um, it's eating all the other students and snacks, yeah. <laughs> or, or just eating the other students. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Depends on the race. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting spot because I, with the whole Jedi forbidden attachments thing, right? I can't see Luke being like, "Yeah, come on, stop on by anytime," right? Mm. So it kind of sets a bit of a precedent, but I don't know. I mean, it depends on how Luke does stuff. Maybe he does change things up substantially. Yeah, because in the old canon, he did. Like, people were allowed to be married, have families, all this yeah. sort of stuff. But um, it depends on how they want to take it this right. time around, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Because we yeah. honestly don't know. We still don't know anything, really, about the uh, about personally, the training process or the temple. Yeah, I mean, personally, it's the story is the Mando. Yeah. That yeah. should be something oh, yeah. else. And should keep yeah. that clear of it. Yeah. yeah. It, it's just I'm kind of torn on, like... Mm. I can't see them doing a spin-off with I know, Luke. I know where you're coming from, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm like I, I'm okay with Grogu not being shown again, mm. and maybe maybe they'll just maybe maybe there'll be some involvement with the Ahsoka show instead, since we're going to see it at around the time same time frame, which we'll obviously yeah, talk maybe. more about next episode in the podcast. But yeah. yep, 
But yeah, I think uh, I hope and think that season three is going to be um, Mando, 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 Mando. Just going to be yep. yeah the the adventures of uh, Din Djarin and Bo Katan. Um, yep, and all of that I, stuff that's been set up. That would be a good tie in. Yeah. Bringing yeah. bringing both of those sects together, yeah. As in as in Din and Clankers, or however that fits in the background, right? Yeah. Um, but obviously, we got Booker Bobber is going to be coming out in what should have been season three's time slot, and season three is going to come out twenty twenty two. I think. Is it just offset by a full year? I thought I figured no, they would do think, like. I don't think it's going to be offset by a full year. Oh, okay, but. but Timeline wise, right? essentially the 2021 release for what would have been season three has been taken by Booker Bobber. Interesting, because uh, I know they started on season three of the Mando like a while ago. At this point, yeah, they started. I would have expected how much they were able to get through with COVID. I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, because this right. season wrapped up right around the time where everything got shut down. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is which is why they've only been able to do a single episode of galleries rather than do a full series yeah i just i I find it interesting that it would um that the book of boba having been announced later would somehow be produced and finished before season three that got started sooner even with covid but let's see yeah release december 2021 for book of boba it could be depending on how they're going to film it they may have less and less of the cgi aspects less um less of that that cool technology and maybe more back to practical sets like we're seeing with uh, Cassie and Andor. Andor, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, Which may change the timeline and and give them more time to work on the Mando, but then still, you know, keep us fans happy and uh, excited for more as we watch Book of Boba in the meantime. Well, Mm -hmm. I I think the the main showrunners have also got other shows that they've now got writing, I say, credit for, Mm -hmm. um, which will probably take their time. Because Dave Filoni writing the Ahsoka series, isn't it? He is, but they're also both writing, and I forget which uh, the exact name of the season, but there's another one of the announcements that they're writing together as well, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's going to be very... Yeah, we'll definitely get more into it mm. next time, because uh, we've got to save some stuff for, for next month, if, yes. if not much. Now. But, <laughs> no, absolutely. And we're, uh, I think we're coming up on that, on that time to wrap things up so our editor doesn't have to sit and listen to us jab around for too many hours. <laughs> Um, it will definitely be interesting to see, though, just how they schedule all these different shows. Absolutely. Because on the one hand, it's, it'll be really cool to have a lot of different shows on Disney+, Plus because they really need to flesh that out, so that way you, people stay year-round and they don't just get a subscription for three months, binge everything, and then cancel again, right? That's what the company doesn't want. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have too much Star Wars, you can, you, you kind of get burnout. Yeah, well, that's why they're not making any more movies, aside from COVID, why they're not making any more movies for the foreseeable future. Yeah. like. See, I thought one of these announcements was a movie rather than a TV show. I don't think so. Yes, no. it's the, um, was it not the Squadrons being a movie? Uh, yes. Yeah. Rogue, yeah. Oh, that's there right. Was, I'm there, sorry. Was, yeah. there was that, but like compared to Disney's Outlook's, you know, Five oh, yeah, they first tackled movies. Yeah, yeah, they were like, we're gonna have the sequel trilogy, and then the guys from Game of Thrones are gonna write another trilogy, and then we mm-hmm. might have an Obi Wan movie. So they had like a slate of you know seven yeah. eight films ready to go, at least yeah. in pre production, and then they chopped that way back when the sequel trilogy did what it did, 
and then I mean, it made, made sense they were optimistic yeah. with because uh, they were seeing the MCU just skyrocket, right? Yeah, mm. which you know, so why not? Also, a Disney property, so you know, I'm, maybe I'm, I'm happy to I'm happier to see Obi Wan come as a TV series than a film because I think we we'll get yeah. more from it. We get more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. like, yeah, personally, like as much as I love the movies, and one day we'll go back to a theater and enjoy that big screen experience. I think that for a lot of Star Wars, the best thing they can do are these short mm-hmm. series. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because that was one of the biggest problems with like, um, but that's where Rogue One succeeded so much was they're like, we're going to do one thing, steal yep. the plans to the Death Star. Yep, that's what we're doing. Yep. Um, whereas things like Solo had to do a little bit. They had to take a lot and put it into two hours. Mm hmm. And I think they I, still did a good job. I was like, about to say, but you I, I know, really there's so much more meat on those bones that they just oh, couldn't absolutely. touch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of really hoping that we see maybe a, a sequel to Solo in a TV format. That would be. Good. We're getting the Lando show. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, which, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely yes, please. <laughs> I don't care if it's Billy D. Williams or. Um, Donald Glover. See, I would I'd like to see both of them. I'd love way. to have Billy Dean narrate Glover. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that, that would be cool. great. That would That'd be, be so great. Cool. <laughs> that, that would be amazing. They'd that both wish it. Just like, sort of inviting inv- 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 you into wherever he's currently calling home amid his literally emerging from his wardrobe of capes for let me tell you a story. <laughs> <laughs> Almost setting up with a let me tell you a story. Yeah, just like yeah. a Mr. Rogers, but instead of him changing his slippers, he's changing his capes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, in my brain immediately popped the uh, that song that you will hear is in your brain as soon as you hear the words. You might be wondering how I got myself into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you might be Lando, wondering how I got myself into this situation. Wreck and scratch. Lando does <laughs> come across with that sort of background, though, doesn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can we can definitely speculate a whole lot more. Yeah. Next yeah. time we're coming up on time. I will say. Yes. Uh, question <laughs> on the Mandalorian. I found it interesting to see that uh, the Beskar spear started to heat up with contact with the Darksaber. Mm-hmm. We didn't really get that with uh, the Ahsoka fight. I know we didn't have as much prolonged contact, but it was interesting to see it I actually think, heat up. I but think that's, that's, that's the case, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Lightsabers, so, they've proven they'll eventually cut through everything. Mm. Yeah. It will still Darksaber, which has got a, supposedly a finer edge to it. So it's mm. probably attacking it more, whereas the lightsaber is more of a conical shape. Yeah, more rounded, yeah. So, mm. yeah, different. I just thought that. it was really neat to see that. Mm. Oh, no, it worked really well. worked really oh, yeah. well. Because mm. mm. one of the things that, you know, we've kind of discussed over and over, Beskar is great. Yep. And then when the Mando doesn't have it, he's pretty vulnerable. Yep. But, but, uh, Pedro, but Pedro has learnt when he's had a spear fight. Don't take yeah. <laughs> In, Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, that shouldn't have been a surprise to anybody that he was so handy with it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really like the fact that it, they did show it actually start to heat up because you had, I'm wearing impervious Beskar and hey, I've got the dark saber. And I totally kind of, it, I expected it to be a little, uh, I don't know, floaty, less like no stakes. Mm-hmm. 
but by having it heat up by showing that you know there is still yeah, real risk to both yeah. characters it yeah. kept it grounded and felt more real yeah which is really well done well and yeah and it makes it so that it's not just this you know another version of the marvel vibranium you know it's not just this miracle metal that can do anything without fail yep you know it's like no it's really good it's realistically impervious but so they had dark to saber heat multiverse <laughs> dark saber ends up in the multiverse makes its way to fight vibranium when <laughs> Look, we know we know for a fact that agent nick fury uh mm-hmm. has a lightsaber it's okay. exactly just yeah. saying it's probably purple don't know how i know but <laughs> <laughs> yep that explains where mace windu went to get his hands fixed yep yep now yep. which stone was that that powered it <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's purple it would have been the power stone which would, all right which fit. that works <laughs> <laughs> they do have a they do have a habit now of uh taking those stones from where they don't belong yeah yep. yep. nick fury's had his hands on at least two of them yep <laughs> <laughs> so like they got yeah. time now, space stones time travels a thing in the mcu could have jumped from a galaxy far far away long long ago to now you know it's it's all possible <laughs> in, in my brain now i have uh mace windu becoming nick fury in Tahiti, and hearing Samuel Jackson say, it's a magical place. (laughs) (laughs) And for a few of the listeners, you'll get that reference. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, I got got two seasons left on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what I'm doing once we're done recording. Nice. Okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm off to fly uh, TIE Defender, I think. That's also a good choice. Yep. Yep. Well, Alrighty. I think, yeah, I think with that, that is all that we're able to talk about on this month's episode of Keldabi Talk Radio. Um, next month, next time, yeah, next month, yeah, we're going yeah. to go ahead and we're going to talk about some spinoffs. Um, if any new Mercs news pops up, you're definitely going to get some of that. Uh, we're probably still going to talk about The Mandalorian um, mm. because... Why not? Obviously, yeah, you know, so good. It's like thirty years. We finally got our own TV show about (laughs) us. So, yep, yep. (laughs) Um, But on behalf of myself, Jaron, Hikari, Takur, and Thaxos, thank you for listening, and tune in next time. This has been a production of the Mandalorian Mercs Costume Club. If you'd like to learn more about the topics discussed on today's show, please visit www.mandalorianmercs.com. The Mandalorian Mercs is a worldwide Star Wars costuming organization comprised of and operated by Star Wars fans. Star Wars, its characters, costumes, and all associated items are intellectual property of Lucasfilm. Copyright 2009 Lucasfilm Limited. We hope you enjoyed our show, and we'd love to hear your feedback. Please email podcast at mercs.firespray.net. Until next time, happy hunting.